Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hetland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, everyone, and congratulations. Uh, you are born for such a time as this. Uh, I was just uh, talking to someone a little bit earlier, and they were just describing that for all these, some over 50 years, they've been praying, and their answer to prayer is being heard all over the country and all over the world. We're living in a time right now when there is a very thin heaven. And I know in the last few years, people felt it was so thick between heaven and earth and people were drilling and didn't feel they could come through. And now it seems like people are just gathering in a place and heaven seems attracted to the honor, hunger and the humility of God's people. And I wanted to start with just uh, saying uh, Asbury Revival Outpouring 2023 talked to one of my guys who came back last night and he was just describing it as hard for me to put words about what I'm seeing. But I, as he was started to share with me, I could feel the fire that was burning in him. I started to share with somebody else on the phone today and the presence of God just showed up on them. Then uh, yesterday with Christopher Olson, who was heading up to Iowa to do a meeting, I've just started to share a few things that I've just experiencing in the last few days. And we had a baptism of tears taking place. Then I talked to Dr. Michael Brown, where he actually just sent me a little soundbite and he just described what he is hearing all over the nation. I talked to the executive pastor of Bethel Austin. The leadership just felt that we needed coming in and pray. And as they were praying, suddenly it was almost like heaven was coming down. It got so thick there. They just said, we need to, we just need to stay in this. And before you know, people started to come. And now from morning to night, day after day after day, there's a fresh outpouring taking place. University campuses from Ohio to Colorado, all over the country, we're hearing stories now of this fresh outpouring visitation. So what's going on? What is taking place? Is it a lot of hype or is this actually holy? Is this just a refreshing renewal and people are just hearing about it? It's just creating momentum? Or is there something about the sovereignty of God that some of the prophecy, some of the words, some of the things that has been spoken year after year after years, that suddenly now those seed is actually becoming harvest and we're moving into harvest time. So I believe with all of my heart, now I've had a journey, as I'm saying, from Toronto, 94, Pensacola, 95, and I've seen different visitations and outpourings. And we started in October of last year, kind of a smelling that there was something fresh about to take place, heard that something was going on in Charlotte. And we have seen different small pockets, but you could feel it's almost like you've been pregnant for nine months. And if you've been there before, you can recognize it, that you know that the water is about to break and then at the next moment, there's a birth of something new. So we've been there, we've been talking about, it, we've been feeling it, we're sensing it, the discomfort right before birth, it's been there. And then of course, what's just been happening now at Asbury, when that was taking place in a short period of time, not just because social media, but because of hunger, where people started to hear the testimony. They recognized there's something authentic. There was no hype. And even some of my friends that are a little bit more skeptical in nature went there and just said, this is God. One of my friends, uh, Greg Haswell, who's also part of our global board, 
send him a video that John Snyder, who's part of or connected to our team here, he made a little documentary. And now they're going to play it at church, but he just played it himself and the presence hit him, brought it to the staff meeting. The presence just showed up there. And last night, Mike Polemus, pastor of the Rock Church, gave it to him and he said, now we're going to play it to the whole church on Sunday. Just this little video, about seven, eight minutes of the testimony. So churches after churches just said, we're going to just play this because this is what we've been looking for. This is what we've been longing for. But it is almost like as we started COVID-19 virus, people wouldn't have believed in 2019 if we would describe how that was sweeping across the world. But why not believing that there's a Jesus virus? Even today, as the Jesus Revolution movie is being released, and as there was a cry, if you remember, 67 was called the summer of love, and then the byproduct again, there was people that were interceding, there was forerunners that was preparing the preparers, something is about to come. And now with Chuck Smith at Calvary Chapel, most, uh, most churches didn't know what to do with these rebellious hippies, where there was uh, sex and drugs and rock and roll and all those things taking place. And don't forget about Woodstock also that was going on around that season. But then in the middle of it, Jesus is showing up. And suddenly they realize there's only one high, and that is the most high. And they gave up the drugs, they gave up the lifestyle, and they went into the ocean to get immersed and to be able to have a fresh encounter with Jesus. They were hungry for something more. And Lonnie Frisbee, who was one of those young hippies that had an encounter, was so changed. The classic is in the moment, he just says, come Holy Spirit. And in that moment, heaven just came down transformed life and this started to spread and became a counterculture. Suddenly holiness and purity and there was something different that was taking place. So any one of us has been around for a while, we've recognized somebody's weather pattern and Jesus even said it that you need to be aware that you can kind of see the clouds and you know it's going to rain. So how is that you cannot interpret the time? This is an important season for us to be able to interpret the time. A lot of us has been buying into fear and been able to recognize fear, including the Y2K, that we remember where people were buying uh, cabins and they were buying generators because fear is easy to believe. But now what I'm encouraging you when you're hearing good news, it is time for us to believe in good news and start to spread good news and share about good news and getting in on what God is doing. There's a wave of God's spirit that is sweeping across America, sweeping across our campuses. And even with the Gen Z as a whole, uh, age group, a, a group that where we found out from the statistics that half of them are disillusioned, struggling with depression, anxiety, and even hopelessness. And one third have considered to take their life. And I thought about it on Saturday, Mike and myself, we were on a little trip, traveling in a ministry trip in South Georgia and Florida. And during one of those Saturday moments, uh, there was one young girl late at night after we'd been ministering to everyone. And the reason this is important, because in this very office, we did a podcast with a man named Stephen Robertson, who's considered one of the top specialists to be able to understand the very age group that God is touching now. 
But he gave us also so much insight and hope of how to be able to learn a language that can connect with them. And one of those languages is authenticity. One of those is humility. One is vulnerability, that you're not afraid of showing your scars to them, that uh, there cannot be any hype. So as he was describing it, it creating a stir. And we sat at the restaurant here in Atlanta just talking about it. I said, I want to learn their language. I know I'm not supposed to father them, but I'm supposed to father the ones that is fathering and mothering them. And I need to understand who you're saying these spiritual grandkids are. And as we talked about, they created this stir. So anyway, back we are there in Florida in this meeting and late Saturday night, uh, this little girl was sitting there and she had these walls up. I could see she was an Asian girl. And I was ready to leave the room when I felt a little thug that there is one person you didn't pray for. And there was some reason I walked by, but you could see that she did not want to be prayed for as a minister. She kind of had these walls up, and, but I felt just the Holy Spirit. And then Dave Edwards even kind of over to me and said, did you pray for her? So it was just a reminder. So I put down my stuff and I went over and I even said, hey, could I bless you and give you a Papa's blessing? And she just stood and kind of stared walls and there was, it didn't seem like there was much life. But I realized she represents what we talked about as statistics, the one third of that generation, the half of that generation. They are all over our college campuses. They are all over on our streets. They are right now medicating, trying to be able to find an answer to the longing for belonging that has been going on in their heart, finding their purpose and their passion. So I didn't realize as I was standing in the front of this girl, but in a few moments, I just looked at the picture about an hour ago, but in a moment, she suddenly just grabbed around me and she hold me and she wouldn't let go. It was a powerful, powerful moment. And I just watched over a period of time, something connected, her walls came down. And I remember they say there's this eight second rule. That means that we have about eight seconds to connect to that generation. But it's not just to connect, it is actually a filter system. You have about eight seconds to be able to get inside some of their walls. And if you get inside, how do you stay? How do you build trust? to that generation. And this is what Jesus is doing. His presence is coming in, walls are coming down. The Holy Spirit is filling people, healing people, restoring people, and baptize them with a fresh hope, a hope for the future. Hope deferred had made the heart sick, but now they start to desire again. Now they start to dream again, and it is the tree of life. I watched actually, now, I'm not saying it was a total transformation, but I could see the change happen. The parents was weeping, and I found out that she had overdosed, 17 years old. She had overdosed a little earlier, not that same night, but then uh, she didn't have a whole lot of purpose and passion, struggled with depression. For me, she became a poster child. And I will not forget about this little Japanese girl that needed the spirit of adoption, needed a Papa God, says, I can see you. Everybody wants to be seen. They want to be noticed. That's what started to happen as I'm listening to the testimony that was coming out of Asbury. When I heard story after story, that's exactly, there is a God in heaven. There is a father who loves me so much. He sent his only begotten son and he sees me. He knows me. He knows everything that is going through and he is sending Jesus for me to be able to 
starts to deal with some of the issue I've been struggling with and then recognizing the work that Jesus did, that he's paying the ultimate price. So I can be set free from depression, sin and anxiety, whatever I'm going through. But he also coming in, I want to move into my life through the Holy Spirit so that he can become the Lord of my life and I can wake up in the morning with a whole new different perspective, look in the mirror and see me with different eyes. And then I have an opportunity as I receive his love, start to love other people. One of the story from the campus that I heard was a group of people that wouldn't even talk to the other ones. But now, just 24 hours afterwards, they're just there kneeling down and praying with each other and for one another. This ministry of reconciliation that is taking place. And that's moving into the homes when some of those young people go to their parents and repent for the rebellion. And it starts to sweep, not just across that campus or into our churches, but now also moving into our streets. So for me, uh, I am convinced and I will actually put uh, all the resources I have into stocks. And I have a big reason to believe that this is the beginning of something beautiful. And we need to get in on it. You need to be in awe in the awesomeness of God. You need to intercede in behalf of what God is doing. This is not the time to just sit on the, on the sidelines. The river is flowing and this is the time. Let it touch your feet the way you walk, let it touch your knees, just like the river there in Ezekiel, that your dedication is gonna to touch, your prayer life is gonna to touch. Let it also going all the way up to your loins, meaning your reproductive area, let it go up to your chest. But my challenge to all of us in this season is to make sure that you go so deep into this river because the river is Jesus. He says, the ones that is thirsty, drink from me and rivers will start to flow from your life. To be in the river is to be in Jesus, to release the river is to release Jesus. And he is right now pouring this river. And he said, there's gonna come a time where I'm gonna pour my spirit upon all flesh. The old, meaning the parent, me, this generation is going to dream dreams, but the young shall see vision and they are going to prophesy. And this is what we're seeing. They're developing their voice back. They're starting to speak in behalf of Papa God. They're certain to recognize the enemy cannot blackmail them any longer because they have become free. Whom the sun set free is free indeed. And you start to see all these young people being free. They're no longer living under shame or fear for the future. They suddenly now are burying their guilt, dealing with the shame for today and the fear for tomorrow, stepping into their identity, finding true genuine intimacy, suddenly finding their place at the bigger table, a family table, and joining other people that are sold out for Jesus. And uh, I just want to congratulate everyone that is out there right now. First of all, thank you so much for the people that I was telling Dr. Michael Brown as I texted him yesterday, because I know years after years after years, not just him, but other ones has been plowing the hard soil of America. And I just felt that yesterday that there's so many people have been plowing and plowing and plowing the hard soil. And it was a hard soil for many years, but they said something is coming and they planted seed, seed, seed. Then the water came and now we're seeing it is suddenly springing forth everywhere. I want to thank all of the intercessors that has been crying out and praying out for revival. Their tears has been coming as a drop, drop, drop into these buckets in heaven. And now those buckets are full and God is just pouring it out. So this is a sovereign mood, meaning God is doing it. 
It is not because we t twisted his arm, but it is a sovereign move and you see that in the way it is operating. And pretty much every revival in history, a genuine revival started as a sovereign move of God. But it is our responsibility, how do we respond to God? And that has a lot to do with also how do we steward it? So God will do his part, we will need to do our part. And then we're going to start to see that the world out there is going to respond. And I think that some of our thing is honor. Honor and recognize what God is doing instead of what God is not doing. Honor what the testimony is in the young people. A lot of us was talking about the bad stuff that is happening in our city and on our campuses. Why don't we now start to talk about the good stuff, the good news, the gospel is the good news, and there is that goodness revolution, that goodness virus that is spreading. So stop talking negative. Don't listen to the doubt pushers and the naysayers. And they say, well, we need discernment and we need plumb line. Listen, when people are testifying, all over the country that right now they are meeting Jesus. They are being set free by Jesus, set free from drugs. They are worshiping Jesus, falling in love with the word of God again. And they're starting to share Jesus with the family and friends. Stop questioning it. There's always been doubt pushers in the history. And there's been so many different people. If I made a long line of all the critics from Toronto, critics from Pensacola, critics from the Great Awakenings, you wouldn't remember the name, but you can remember the names for the people the people that were faithful, the people that continued to believe, the people, the people that said yes to Jesus in the middle of it. Many of those names, if that's in the previous revivals and moves of God's Spirit, like the Jonathan Edwards, the Charles Finney's, the D.L. Moody's, and the list goes on and on and on. And we also know that Randy Clark is still faithful today, or what's happening in Pensacola, John Kilpatrick, Michael Brown, and then you can say, what is the fruit of that? People like Heidi Baker, I'm one of the fruit of that. Daniel Collin out of Pensacola, and we could just go on and on and on. There is a whole new generation right now that God is raising up for such a time as this. And this is the time to arise and shine for your light has come. It is not that it is coming, it has come. And you better get used to it. It's time to turn on the light and let that light be shining so brightly. It does continue those scripture verses described. Yes, there's going to be darkness over the earth, but right in the middle of it, he's raising up sons and daughters of glory that is shining. How do I know that this is good? How do I know this is God? Because I have read the book of ending. I know there's going to be a move of God's spirit in the end time that is going to usher in that this gospel, Matthew 24, 14, of the kingdom must be preached as a witness or testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. The end will not come until the good news of the kingdom, of the kingdom, the rule and the reign of King Jesus in every area, that gospel is going to eventually spread. And there is a kingdom virus that is going to spread, and it is going to touch every nation of the world. And over a billion Muslims were coming in, Hindus were coming in, Buddhists were coming in. It is going to spread, and it's going to cause jealousy among the Jews when they see the fullness of Gentiles coming in. This is the beginning and get used to it. Now we need to have the wisdom as we are seeing the full birthing of this to get ready, reorganizing our life. So honor, hunger. Oh, that's one of the reasons I've continued to have conversation with people say, hey, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? 
I don't know how many conversations I have each day. Send me a text, tell me the story, share me the testimony. But I'm creating hunger and hunger for fresh bread in this season. So honor, hunger, and humility. It's time to go low. Without him, we can do nothing. As quickly as he is just opening up heaven and starts to pour, he can also shut it. But what attracts him is genuine humility because humility taps us into God's ability, grace. This is a grace movement. It's not because we are so good or we have been so faithful, we've done the right thing. No, it's because he is good and because he is righteous and because that he loves and he has heard the cry of a generation. And he is a good father that wants his family back. And he will get his family back because I saw the book of ending. There they are, a family represented from every nation, tongue, tribe, and language. And there is going to be billions of names added to the Lamb's book of life. And he doesn't want a billion orphans. He wants a billion sons and daughters. And the last thing I thought about as I was just meditating on the scriptures where Jesus had gone from city to city and he prepared the cities. Then he called the disciples to come and to be with him. And then he talked about, hey, now the harvest is ripe. The harvest is so ripe, but I'm looking for some harvesters. I believe that so many of the people that be in touch in this season will be the next harvesters. But first, we have to be touched so that we can give people a touch. Sometimes we just need a fresh encounter so we can become an encounter. Then we can go through the processes and then eventually moving this into maturity. But God is looking for some harvester in this season that can help to bring in this beautiful end time harvest. So congratulations, you are born for such a time as this. Fasten your seatbelt. There's going to be a beautiful, beautiful, bumpy road ahead of us, but in the middle of all of the things that is taking place. He says, look among the nation and see what I am doing and be utterly amazed because I'm doing something in your days. You wouldn't believe it if you were told. So who could have imagined even a couple of months ago that all over America, the people are talking about revival. This is what we've been praying for. This is what we've been talking about. And now it is the time for us to jump in the river, get in on it, starts to dig deep into it, take time in his presence, look at his face, hear his voice, reorganizing your life, get rid of anything in your life that is not comfortable with the holy love because it is going to burn and anything that is going to be in there when the glory is coming in if there's cracks in our foundation uh, you do not want to wait in as they're coming in so this is the time to throw overboard the things that is not needed for this season lay it just at the altar the place of divine exchange and when you get rid of something lay down something it is also always something better that he will give you so welcome him to take over every area of your life. And I can remember which one that was somebody that said, how, how do I start with personal revival? And somebody said, well, you're going into the bathroom and take a chalk and you make a circle of the person that is right there in the bathroom. And you stand in the middle of that circle and you're waiting for the fire to come. And when that fire hit that person in that circle, revival has begun. This is about personal revival and then that becomes then a corporate revival and people are looking into can that become a national revival yeah depending on how many individual people that would be set on fire burning brightly because they are burning oil 
oil of intimacy with their lover. And they are burning brightly without burning out because they are plugged into the very source, the abiding, the abiding of Jesus and him alone. Let him get glory. Let him get glory through your life. Invite him in. Invite the Holy Spirit to come. And I'm just going to even invite the Holy Spirit at this very moment to rest on you. We saw over the young people on Sunday. We've seen it throughout this week, the last few weeks. There's just this an increasing. But if you are hungry, I just invite you, Jesus, at this very moment, for anyone that is watching, just fill that room right now. More. (laughs) From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, the very presence, the very peace, the very power of Jesus, just fill you up right now. More. More. Yeah. Deeper. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Send us an email. Send us a text. Tell us a little bit of what Jesus is doing in your life. Perhaps in your community, in your school. Tell us a little bit of what's going on. Let's fuel the fame of Jesus and fuel the flame with the testimony of Jesus that is the spirit of prophecy. Let that be released over our land. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland and sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.